We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. It's Saturday morning, you got your coffee ready, it's a course Pack-A-Day, your 24-7, 365 day a year Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm Jake Turner alongside my partner in crime, we've been doing this show since the beginning of July, I'd have to say, 34 years in the business, writer for BobMcGinnFootball.com, Mark Eckel. Mark, good evening. How you doing, Jake? Uh, good. Actually, it is morning, but uh, I haven't had my coffee yet here. <laughs> That's all right. You've been up all night, right? Oh, it's yeah, it's it's been an all-nighter for Packer fans everywhere with uh, the shocking news that came down last Sunday with Mike McCarthy being fired and then the absurdity of the head coaching speculation and painting Aaron Rodgers as a drama queen and this team will never recover and the likes of Tony Gonzalez, of all people, saying that Aaron Rodgers is not a top 10 quarterback. Boy, Mark, the hot takes are out. And that's one thing about Pack-A-Day. We don't do hot takes here. In fact, we are going to break down the legacy of Mike McCarthy. Are we going to remember him for the good times or the bad? Now, Mark, something very interesting happened this week. The Green Bay Packers invited back fired head coach Mike McCarthy to speak to the team, and there was nothing but emotions throughout the whole thing. Your thoughts on that? Well, it was a nice thing. It was a classy thing. I'm not sure they invited him back. They, I think he 
came back and they and they signed off. You know, everybody from the top, from uh, Mark Murphy on on down, signed off on letting him talk to his team because he didn't have a chance. I mean, no, you know, I, I've seen coaches fired through through my you know through my years of covering teams, and usually the coach doesn't get fired like right after the game. He gets fired on that Monday. So the players are around, and he, he and he has a chance, you know, to go around, you know, to to, to say goodbye, basically. Um, Mike didn't get that chance. He was fired after the game, after the um, the loss to the to the Cardinals, and the players were gone. You know, you know, by the time he he was out of his meeting with 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 Murphy, most of you know most if not all the players had had gone home. So um, he didn't get that opportunity. So yeah, yeah, it was a nice, it was class, very classy move. Um, listen, let me just say this before we get started. Yep. You, you asked how will he be re- remembered? Well, well, yep. time has a way of, of healing, um, wounds and, and, and making things different. I know I'll remember Mike McCarthy as a guy that won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl for the, with the Green Bay Packers and did things go a little bad at the end? Absolutely. Should he have been fired? Absolutely. Did he do it at the right time? Absolutely. I agree with everything that's happened, but I will say I still will remember Mike McCarthy as a Super Bowl winning coach. There aren't a lot of them. There aren't a lot of guys. I mean, you talk about some Andy Reid, very good coach, right? No Super Bowl. Well, here's a question for you, Mark. You covered the Eagles for 32 years Uh of your 34. You've watched the likes of Buddy Ryan, Rich Kotite, Andy Reid, and Ray Rhodes. Out of all the coaches you saw fired in the Eagles, what does that stand up to when it comes to McCarthy being fired by the Packers? Well, it's very similar to Andy Reid. Very. I mean, I, I've been saying this to you all, all year and even last year. The, 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 only, the only difference between Mike McCarthy's tenure in Green Bay and Andy Reid's tenure in Philadelphia is Mike won the Super Bowl. Mike got there and won. He, he, he beat the Steel. Andy got there and lost to New England. They both made the playoffs a bunch of years in a row. Both won a lot of division titles. Both got to a bunch of championship games. Yeah, and you know, Andy Reid. The only difference is Mike won it. But so anyway, I and I saw Andy Reid. Andy Reid is still a good coach. I mean, Andy Reid is a, I'll never call him a great coach because I think in order to use that word great, you've got to win a Super Bowl. That's fair. So that's fair. That's just my, that's just my little... My little thing. So, but a very, very good coach was a very good coach. But, but I saw it. His last two years in Philly were were not good at all. They went eight and eight the one year, but it was a fraud, fraudulent eight and eight. They were four and eight. They were done. They were out of the playoffs. The last four games didn't mean anything. Mark they played, was that they the played okay, team? and they beat four other bad teams, and they got to eight and eight. Okay, so he got another year. Then they go four and twelve, which is what they should have done the year before. And they, you know, um, and then he, and then he had, he, he, he got fired. And, um, it was funny. I never forget this as long as I live. Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner mm-hmm. is having a press conference, you know, that day after they, when they fire Andy Reid and he's talking about, <laughs> I can't wait till the day when we, when we put Andy in our hall of fame. And I just looked at him. I asked him, I said, Jeff, you just fired the guy. You're, you're putting him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like something's not adding up here. <laughs> I, mean, I never that that doesn't usually go hand in hand. But but the point was, I mean, you know, he, his time the days and someone said this on TV. And I've been saying this forever that you know the days of Tom Landry and 
Don Shola, you know, Chuck Knoll, coaching one team for 100 years. No, that just doesn't happen anymore. Not with today's players. Not with the way the game is. It just, it, you run your course. And Mike McCarthy had a good course. He had a good, you know, it, it went off course the last couple of years. And, you know, he'll resurface. I'll, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't get another job. If not this year, man, he may want to take a year off with a bid. Um, but he'll get another job, and he'll probably do okay. I mean, I, I don't know if he'll, if, he'll, if he'll get to and win another Super Bowl. He, he may. Wouldn't I wouldn't be stunned. Um, but I think wherever he goes, he'll make that. If, if he goes to the Cleveland Browns, as some have, have connected the dots with John Dorsey, uh, I think the New York Jets might be even might even be a better guess if we're going to guess where he goes. I think he'll make that make those teams better. Um, But also keep this in mind, too, Mark. There could be a chance that Mike McCarthy might not even coach next year. He might take a year off and stay in Green Bay because his family is there. His kids go to the high school. He has a wife that is very happy within the Green Bay community. I mean, think about it, Mark. Him and Mike Holmgren, Vince Lombardi, and Bart Starr are the four coaches in Packer history to have a street named after him. Think about yeah. that. Mike McCarthy uh, Pass is still there. <laughs> so there has been a lot to say and a thank you for what Mike McCarthy did because also the Packers weren't to the Super Bowl since 1998 and he was able to take them 12 years later and get the Super Bowl win. And it was, yes, it was one. But I'm getting tired of this. Everybody thinks that he just ran the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. That's not true. That's also because of what Ted Thompson did after he won that Super Bowl, after they went 15-1 and won the following year, they started to regress. They started to go too much into that scheme. And Ted Thompson never gave anything for Aaron Rodgers to build around, especially on the defense. No, he tried. I mean... He tried, the, yes. The and you can give credit for that. A lot of... A lot of you're, you look at the Packers because we do pack a day. If if we did right. Charger a day, we would pick apart the bad picks the Chargers made. If we did Ram a day, we would pick apart the fact that the Rams got all those picks when they traded for to, to let the Redskins take RG three, and it didn't pan out. So I mean, every team can say this, but the bottom line is the Packers won a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy. A lot of teams have not won Super Bowls, so no. that's how I remember them. That's what I think his legacy is. Like you said, he has a street named after him. But like I also said, it was time to move on for both of them. Yeah. It was time for – I don't think Mike McCarthy is that upset that he got fired by the Green Bay Packers. I really don't. No. And you say he may stay and not co- – Mike McCarthy's a, a football coach. He's going to coach again. He's going to coach again. Maybe not this year. He may take a year off, relax if the, if the, if the teams that are available – aren't right for him. I can understand that. He likes to live, you know, he likes his family life agreement. He's going to, co- he's a football coach. I mean, what's he going to do? Work at the Acme or something? No. <laughs> he, he, not that he needs the money either. He's made a lot of money, but I don't see him sitting home watching TV and playing with, play, you know, go watching the kids. But he, he enjoy going to see his kids. I heard the one kid's a real good basketball player. Um, no, but it, no, he's going to coach again. Mike McCarthy is a football coach. It's all he knows. It's all he does. He's going to coach again somewhere. There's no doubt in my mind. This is the Pack-A-Day podcast uh, right here on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Oh, the hell with it. Uh, in the internet, 
We are found everywhere you can find us on Pack a Day. You can find us on Buzzsprout, even. I'm Jake Turner, alongside my 34 years in the business, including BobMcGinnFootball.com, Mark Eckel, and we're talking about Mike McCarthy's legacy. Uh, another thing, too, is is that you know this was a collective effort to the regression of the Packers going forward. Now you got Joe Philbin in there. Now there was this talk, and Mark, I want you to clarify this for me because I was hearing this today. Is it true that Joe Philbin has not called out a play in 20 years? Not in a regular season game, no. He um, not even with the Dolphins. No, he had his quarterback. He, he was asked. Wow. I, I assumed he did too. Because I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't follow him or the Dolphins that closely while he was there. But no, he was asked that question in his uh, press conference. Um, did you call the plays when you were head coach in Miami? And he said, No, I had my coordinator call. Him. So, <laughs> so no, he's never he's never really called plays. I mean, I think he like didn't he he did in preseason. I think they um, mm-hmm. his first go around in Green Bay. Um, McCarthy let him do some play calling in in, in preseason. Um, so no, I mean he's never he. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. That's what here's my here's my question to you, Jake, because I have my thoughts, but I'll, I'll I want to hear hear yours. Sure. So Joe Philbin is the interim coach of the Packers for mm-hmm. four games. Mm-hmm. Mathematically, the Packers are still alive. Realistically, they're not, but mathematically, they they are. Three percent. Let's say the Packers come out and blow the Falcons out tomorrow. Blow them out, forty-two to fourteen, whatever. Uh, and then they then they they go into Soldier Field and upset the Bears. And then they beat the Jets because the Jets are awful. <laughs> and then they beat the Lions at home last. They go four and zero under Joe Joe Philbin. Yeah. Is Joe Philbin a strong candidate for the job? The answer is no. Uh, I think, but I think they would keep Joe Philbin on on the coaching staff uh, because of him winning those four games. I mean, Mark, this is a new leaf now for Aaron Rodgers. He has a chance now to really do something with this team. He has some young talent around him. He has Aaron Jones, who has seven touchdowns on the year, and a defense that has gradually improved throughout the season. There is no excuse for this Packers team to not at least get three or four. If they can do that, then they're going to find a place for Joe Philbin in there. But the the fact is, you want to be able to go into this new. You want to be able to make an uncharacteristic Packer move. You don't want to go interim and then say, okay, you're a head coach. Because, yeah, that works out so well. I don't want it either, but I'm saying if he goes 4-0 and look good doing so, and Rodgers looks like Rodgers again. Yeah. Philbin's got a hell of an argument to say, hey, what about me? Well, yeah, and he and he should have the right then to at least interview for the, the job. I mean, you have to at least give him that because, Mark, this is one thing I keep saying about the absurdity of the head coaching speculation. We don't know who is going to truly be the head coach. They're going to look they on the inside. They may already have their guy. But, Mark, it's also the Rooney rule. You have to abide by the Rooney rule. You have to bring in minority candidates into this. In a league filled of jokes, that's the biggest joke of them all. Well, yes, I know what you're saying about the joke here because I think it's a patronizing move, but it is still a rule of the NFL. You still have to abide by it. That's why I keep telling you. So they bring in some African-American in an interview and say thank you. They have no intention to hire 
Right, and I, I hate the rule, honestly. I believe that you should be in, within merit, within your resume, not because of the color of your skin. Well, That's all I look at. If they, Joe, Joe Philbin is the interim head coach. Yeah. If they want to hire Joe Philbin, they don't have to interview anybody. They just take the interim off and say you're the head coach. He has a chance. If he, win, if saying, he wins out, Mark, if he wins out, if he wins out and gets four straight, then he has the right to be interviewed. Then winning four straight also. So, right. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a danger, not dangerous, but all right, I, with, I, as you said, and I agree with you 100%, because you and I have talked about this during the week. The, <laughs> we don't know what the Packers, what the Packer brass, we're talking about no. Murphy, Murphy, and then, you know, the, the general manager, um, his, his whole committee here. We don't know what they, what they have in mind. They may have, they may, in their minds, the day they fired, before they fired Mike McCarthy, they might have said, we know Mr. X is going to be our guy. They might already know it. They might, they might, but I think so, they're going to you know, sit on this but, until these after the Super Bowl. No, they can they can hire before the Super Bowl. It won't wait wait that long. How long do you think then? Like, when do you well, think Mark is the right know, time? Hire him as soon as possible. I mean, what I'm asking though is, Mark, dismiss the hot takes. What would be the right time for the Green Bay Packers to announce their new head coach? When they decide on who it is, and and and, and he says yes. Okay, now would you say after the holiday season? If 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 Nick Turner is the guy they want to be their next head coach, and mm-hmm. they call you next week, and you go in an interview, and it goes well, and you like them, and they like you, and you're the guy, announce it as soon as, as, soon as you say, let's go, let's announce it. What do you have to wait for? Right. If you're the guy. Now, if, as if they have a guy. Now, my guess is they want to talk to, and I think Murphy said this during his, his press conference, you know, they, they, they're going to talk to they're going to start talking to people. Now, they're, I mean, they've talked to people this week. Mm-hmm. You know that. They've, they've been yes. on the phone with yes. Patriots, yes. people that, that, that they can talk to. They've talked to people this week. Now, if there are assistant coaches with current NFL teams that they want to talk to, they have. there are rules you have to play by. That's right. So if they want, if they want an offensive coordinator from wherever or, or an assistant coach from where, they have to. They have to. There are certain rules of the teams in the playoffs. You have to wait till they get knocked out, or during a bye week, or whatever that you know, whatever the case might might be. But if they want a college guy, they 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 could talk to him now, and they probably have. I have no doubt. The best franchises, the best. It doesn't matter what sport it is, Mark. The right franchises will make the right moves when it comes to bringing in a new voice into the locker room. NBA. Major League Baseball, NFL, hockey, does not matter. The right franchises will make the right moves. And I have trust in Mark Murphy and Brian Kutikas making the right move, bringing in the coach that they want to, and they're either going to say, we're going to go to the top with you or we're going to fall to the bottom with you. Regardless, you're our guy. And that's what I want from the Packers because this is one thing that really gets on my nerves about this. Did you see the latest article about Mark Murphy 
how people are in absolute fear right now that Mark people, Murphy is going to be Jerry Jones. People don't like him. Why is he so disliked? I, I don't know because he worked underneath Bob Harlan, Mark. I mean, he worked underneath Bob Harlan and Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson. And they still look at this and go, oh, now because he has all the power, now he's Jerry Jones. What are you talking about? Jerry Jones won a few Super Bowls. Mark Murphy um, and Brian Gutekus made the decision together to fire Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why people hate him so much. And he, for, I don't either, Mark. He's gone in millions. He was an all-pro safety in, in the NFL. Yeah. None of these other people that, and how many other, you know, the team press, how many other guys that run the team can say they were a, a Pro Bowl player? Not many. <laughs> if any. Right, he was a good football Jeffrey player. Lurie he was. certainly wasn't an NFL player. No, no, he wasn't. Daniel if, Snyder certainly wasn't an NFL player. Did you really have to bring that guy's name up? I'm just saying. We're, we're, in, we're in good territory here. We're not in the morally no, bankrupt I Washington. I, I, I don't know the man. I, I don't know <laughs> I mean, we live in a society where everything needs to be immediate. That's why you're seeing all the hot takes. You're seeing all the hot takes that are happening well, sure. right I mean, now. That's just speculation. People it's like ridiculous. It's what people do. It's, it's just like the, it's baseball season too now. I mean, baseball oh, season. Right? Oh. Speculations, dude. I know. I'm starting to like the underdog, and one of them comes through. You know, it's just what people do. It's not. It's harmless. The yeah. You understand that what Mark Eckel says, or what Jake Turner says, or what. People that other people that cover the NFL say that's just that's speculation. It's, it's, unless you have an inside source with Murphy, mm-hmm. it's just your opinion. It's just your take, and it's no. It's just it's harmless. I, I don't I don't read much of it. I don't I don't put any any you know. No, the thing is, Mark. I'm glad you make that point because I'm I'm appreciative when I see the likes of Zachary Jacobson and Andy Herman. I mean, these are guys who are in the Cheese Hit TV, along with Al Bracco from, you know, the PackersTalk.com. Those guys can put up their opinions because they are around the team. They understand the fundamentals. They, they understand either. how they run it. So they can get a good feel instead of the national media making such a big, colossal mistake out of everything. And they think they know everything. I mean, my God, we had Will Kane today on ESPN talk about how Nick Saban should come to the Green Bay Packers. That's well, like, I love Nick click. Saban. He's not. I, I, I would be shocked if he if he left Alabama. Oh my goodness! Jeez. But you never know. Hey, you yeah. never know. No, you, you never do. You know. never know. Maybe. All right. I don't know Nick Saban that well. I know him. I mean, I know him as I don't know him personally that well. So I, maybe maybe yes, team is the is the coach of Green Bay Packers. I don't know that. Right. Yeah, and none of us do. That's the point. That's why. And I'm going to say this too. Go ahead. I think the hardest thing to do in all, in of any sport of any profession, whatever, is to hire an NFL head football coach. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys hired who I thought, wow, that's a, that that guy's going to be great. He's going to be a great head coach. And guess what? No, that didn't turn out so well. <laughs> I saw the guys hired. I said. They hired him? That's bad. They think he's like, <laughs> all the candidates? That's the one they picked? That 
guy went on and did pretty well. And I was like, man, okay. But it's, and other than what anybody tells you, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of it is your gut feeling when you interview the guy, I think. Because resumes, I mean, you mentioned North Turner earlier, right? Mm-hmm. North Turner has been a very good offensive coordinator, like you said, everywhere he's been. Wade Phillips, a tremendous defensive coordinator everywhere he's been. Yep. But when both of them, but, but, and both of them earned the right to become head coaches based off what they did as coordinators. Yes. And both of them failed miserably as head coaches. Mm-hmm. Another one, I'm, I'm going to take you way back. Bud Carson. Whoa. Bud Carson was a tremendous defensive coordinator everywhere he was. He got to be head coach once, didn't do so well. It's a different, being a coordinator is a lot different than being a head coach. That's all I'm going to say about that. And then the other side of it is, just because you're great, Nick Saban. Let's let's use Nick Saban. Okay. In my in my opinion, and I'm not a, the best college coach in the in the country. Maybe one of the best in the history of the sport, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't know if he's going to be if, if he would be a good head coach in the NFL. It's a different. There's a lot more to. I mean, it's college. You go out, and you recruit. Mm-hmm. You can bring in hundred kids, and you can bring in six quarterbacks, and and you say, okay, these three are good. We're going to keep them, and what I mean. It's it, you can't do that in the NFL. There, there's a, there's a salary cap that you got to deal with. There's there's, there's much more. You're dealing with kids. You're dealing with you're, you're bringing a kid in who's 18, 19 years old. Here you're dealing with grown men who make millions and millions of dollars. The different. It's a different ball game. You're dealing with a different kind of person. You're Nick Saban in Alabama doesn't answer anybody. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got a general manager to answer to. You have. You know, there's, there's, it's just, it's just, and some, some will work out, some do, but some don't. And I'm, as I'm saying, I, I don't envy any team that's looking for a head coach because I think it's a hard thing to do. And I, it's just tough. And I, I hope the Packers get the right, the right guy. And and he, and you know, next year when we're doing Pack a Day, we're talking about them being, you know, nine and one at this point or whatever, and 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 going, you know, looking at Super Bowls and stuff. But you know, we'll we'll see. We will see. This is a Pack a Day podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Ah, hell, we're just all over the internet. Let's just put it that way. I'm Jake Turner alongside Mark Eckel, 34 years in the business, including writer for BobMcGinnFootball.com. Well, Mark, we've talked about Mike McCarthy's legacy. We've talked about a couple of the coaching absurdities, that is the speculation, but we got to jump into this game, Atlanta at Green Bay. Now, I don't want to talk too much about the Falcons, but you did talk about some of, you know, some people that might not even be here next year. So what players do you believe are the ones to watch out for the most going into this game against Atlanta? Now, keep in mind, 26 degrees, it's going to be sunny, but it's going to be cold, and they're going against a dome team. Yeah, well, I thought that last week, too. And I, I, mean, that <laughs> um, I, I, I think Thank you so much. It, it, it's almost, Good night, everybody. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy in that um, these four games coming up, starting with Atlanta, it's almost like the four preseason games again, right? In yeah. terms of, and I know mathematically they're not out of it, but 3%. realistically. Uh, but I, so I, I want to see the, the younger guys. Um, I want to see like the all three rookie wide receivers. I'm, I'm counting Kumarel as as a rookie. You know, he's considered a one year guy. But I want to see Jay Kumarel. I want to see more of Valdez Scantling. I want to see Jim, Jamon Moore get get some playing time and, yeah. and see what see what 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 he can do. That would be um, nice. 
I'd like to see Robert Tanyan more at tight end in, in, instead of Lance Kendricks or um, Mercedes Lewis, because I don't think either one of them are going to be here next year, but I think Tanyan will be mm-hmm. and might have a future. Um, defensively, I'd like to get Oren Burks back on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a hard time getting on the field. I don't know if it's if it's from not knowing the plays or not, you know, not being stout at the point, but get him back out there. See if he can see what, you know, if he makes mistakes, well, hopefully he'll, he'll learn by, by those mistakes. But, you know, it's it's time for younger guys. Another guy who's who actually not playing bad at all is the big guy, Lancaster, the big defensive tackle. Yeah, Tyler he, Lancaster. He hasn't done a bad job the last couple of weeks. He's played good. Let him, let's let's see what, what, what he has. Could 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 he be a factor as a as a backup as as a key backup next year? Um, you know, let's get him out there. Um, that's what I want to see. I want to see the younger guys. I know what Devontae Adams is, and he's a great receiver, and he's going to be great again next year. Mm-hmm. But I want to see these younger guys. What I want to see, you know, I want to see Valdez Gambling more, Kumarau, like I said, St. Brown. You know, that's a good group there. I mean, that's a that's a lot of young wide receivers that could turn into something. Pretty good. I, I mean, I know a lot of people are down on these guys, but I think the Packers have a good young group of wide receivers with a great wide receiver. And that's a lot of credit to what Guntikus did. He he was able to draft. He, he drafted three alone, and then he brings in an undrafted kid out of the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, Jake Kumaro. And you could see that the depth already starting to build with this team going forward because... Teams like this, you know, they want to be able to have that five to seven year window. And this is the time now for the Packers to really get that window wide open again. Now, because you have Mike McCarthy out the door, now he's in the past. And now whoever you bring in will have a lot of good young talent to work around. You talk about young talent, though. The likes of Kendall Donerson ring a bell. Uh, Antonio Morrison. I want to see a little more out of him. Because I want to know if this guy was actually worth the trade or is he going to be another trading chip for a ladder round into the 2019 draft. That's some of the stuff that I like to see. I want to keep seeing Kyler Fackrell because you know something, Mark? Kyler Fackrell has had one hell of a year. Eight sacks on the year. Has not even played all the snaps. In fact, the last two weeks was the only two times that he has start a full game for the Packers, and has actually done a pretty solid job. But yeah, no, he's he's probably been their their biggest um, positive surprise this this mm-hmm. season. I mean, he he was a guy that some people thought he might not make it out of camp that he, he might oh, yeah. get cut. Yeah, after after his first couple of years, but he had a some guys again. This is what it is about the NFL too. I mean, some guys just take a little longer to develop than mm-hmm. others. You know, I mean. Some guys come in as rookies and wow, they, they just they get it right away, boom, and they're just good. And you see it in them, and you say, "Wow, this guy!" You know, others take a little time. You know, um, some never get it, and that's just the way the world is. But um, Jason Spriggs might might be one of those that never Jeez. get it. But, uh, Montrevious Adams might be one of the ones that never get it. Jeez. But again, sometimes it just takes a little while. Um, a lot of them come from a different system. You know, they're, they're the guys. Guys come from like, especially on on defense. If they're used to playing a four three their whole college career, and, and now they're playing a three four, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or some some guys some some defenses are more read and react. Um, 
So, I mean, it takes, sometimes just, like I said, sometimes you just have to get, it's, it's not all mental, it's, it's actually getting bigger and stronger, which I think Fackrell did. I think I think he, I think I read quotes from him where he said he spent a lot of time this whole season in the weight, getting bigger, getting strong, and, it's, and it's, it has shown up for him this year. So finally, Mark, we're just about uh, in the last about minute of this show. So who wins on Sunday and why? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Uh, I mean, you know, everything tells me the Packers won. Like you said, don't team outside. But I'll tell you what, I don't, how did the Packers react to film? But that's what I don't know. I mean, and how, like we said before, him calling plays. He's never called plays before. Is, mm-hmm. is he going to panic? Is he going to? Um, I mean, this is before the season. You thought this was going to be a really good game, right? Yeah. Atlanta, you know, yeah. you figure both teams will be battling for playoff spots at this point. Not Atlanta. Atlanta has been a bigger disappointment than the Packers. They're funny. Oh, please, Mark. I, I had no faith in Atlanta. Atlanta was such a joke because they still had the worst coach, and that was Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> Well, they've, been, they've been to the playoffs a lot of times with that yeah. bad coach. They got to a Super Bowl with that bad coach, so I wasn't ready to give up on them totally. But yeah. um, I'll, I'll pick the home team just because they're home. I'll, I'll go one more time with the home team. I'm not even going to give you a score though. I'm just going to say the home. Team. Yeah, that's fine. Let's just—we've come to that point right now. We're we're pretty much like Mike McCarthy. We've been fired. We move on, <laughs> and we'll just take the team. We'll just be, we'll just walk out to the mic and go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Who will win today will be the Green Bay Packers. Okay, thank you and good day, everybody. All right, thank you. No, no more questions. No more questions. We got, we got work to do. All right, Mark. Well, as always, great stuff as usual. A lot of fun, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yes, we will. Take care, man. All right. Well, that was Mark Eckel, thirty-four years in the business, and. He, he is a joy to do this with, uh, day in and day out. And if you have any comments, concerns, or you want to just tweet us, go to at Packaday Podcast. You can find this on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Look, I'm just reading off a list right now. You can just find it on the internet. We're, we're all over the place. We're even on Spotify. We have our own Facebook page, which is called Packaday. All you have to do is type in Packaday, and there you go. You get today's show. Until next time, for Mark Eckel, I'm Jake Turner. Good luck to the Packers going forward. We'll see what Joe Philbin can do. Four more weeks left, Packer fans. And in the three words of the Packer Dictionary, the greatest ones will always be, win or lose, go, Pack, go. Jones see you next time on Packer Day, right Rogers. here on iTunes. Valdez Scantling to the right side. Devontae to the left. EQ on the wing left side. Rodgers under center on second and seven of the Vikings, 15. Ball to the right hash. Rodgers takes back to throw, swings left side, got Adams, makes the turn to the pylon, and he's forced out of bounds. He's in play for the touchdown. Second and two, six-yard line of Minnesota, tied at seven apiece. Graham tied in right side of the line, three receivers bunch to the left, Rodgers under center. It's motion to the right. Here's the pitch. Jones around the left end. He's got Bakhtiari blocking in front. Jones makes the turn of the pylon to the end zone for the touchdown. Slot left with three receivers left. One to the right. Rodgers shotgun. Williams to his right. Rodgers takes the snap. Looks. Wings it over the middle. Get Jimmy Graham between the hash marks. Cross the 35. Out to the 36-yard line of Green Bay. 
Out of the shotgun, three receivers left. Snap to Rodgers, looking downfield, steps up. He throws deep down the right side. He's got Devontae down the sidelines, cross the 30, into the Minnesota 25-yard line. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.